Thanks for tuning in to the podcast of The Porch Church. We hope today's message blesses you and encourages you in your spiritual journey. If you have questions, visit us on the web, www.theporchchurch.tv. Well, good morning, Porch Church. My name is Will. I'm the lead pastor here. We are in week six of our series, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. And uh, this morning we have a treat. I'd like to introduce to you uh, a, uh, a new friend, a close friend, uh, Miss Angela January. She has been attending this church for a couple of months. She's currently pursuing uh, her ordination, and she also serves on our district level as one of the people uh, that we call our ministerial board of development. So she makes sure uh, that people who are coming up to become pastors uh, are properly vetted, that they have the proper conversations. And uh, what you need to hear from that is that she values ministry, that she values the local church, uh, and that this is her home turf. And uh, we are more than excited uh, to introduce her to you today and to have her share with us. She's a part of our family. Would you join me in welcoming Miss Angela January? Okay, can you hear me? Okay, great. Well, I just want to say good morning to all of you. You're the people of God gathered in this place. And I especially want to thank Pastor Will and Jesus Christ for giving me this opportunity. I am so grateful to have this moment to stand before you. And I feel extremely honored and privileged to have that opportunity today. I want to say a special thank you to a few of my friends that have come to support and encourage and pray for me while I'm preaching. Uh, Patricia Raybon, she is a dear friend of mine. She's sitting right there, and I just want to say thank you so much, Patricia, for coming and praying for me in the, in the days uh, leading up to this. I want to thank my dear friend Nancy Lee and her husband Dan for coming as well and praying for me. So thank you so much for coming. So I see a lot of bright and uh, sunshiny faces out there. And today's topic is going to be kind of heavy. I ended up getting the topic on suffering. So we're going to do the best we can with that topic. So turn with me now to the key scripture for this sermon. I'm reading to you from James, the first chapter, verses 2 through 4. I'm reading from the Living Bible Translation. Dear brothers, is your life full of difficulties and temptations? Then be happy. For when the way is rough, your patience has a chance to grow. So let it grow. And don't try to, try to squirm out of your problems. For when your patience is finally in full bloom, then you will be ready for anything, strong in character, full and complete. My message title today is Life in Full Bloom. So when I look at the news these days, I'm gripped by the massive amount of suffering, both here and around the world. There have been vicious tornadoes that have literally cut down entire neighborhoods chaos in Haiti, crimes committed against vulnerable people, the resurgence of medieval diseases like typhus, which is better known as lockjaw, company shutdowns, untimely deaths, wars, and various other problems. And what I know for sure 
is that the people of God are not being left out of that whirlwind of pain. In fact, the person sitting right next to you might be experiencing a heartbreak that you know nothing about. You know why? Because we live in a world that says, I need to take care of myself. Our culture is one that's overly independent. We believe we have to carry our burdens all by ourselves. We don't want to burden anybody. We don't want to tell anybody that we're hurting. So today, if you're that person who is suffering in silence, this message is for you. And if you're not hurting today, maybe you can take something away with you to share with a loved one who is in need of your encouragement and support. I don't know about you, but I've never met anyone who has not been through something pretty hard. I think all of us have suffered. All of us have had times of temptation and times of heartbreak that are hard to even utter, hard to even think about. And some of those painful moments have shaped us in ways that we are trying to overcome even now. Maybe those times happened when we were little, because one of the things I know is that early childhood trauma, early childhood suffering stays with us for a lifetime if we don't seek help. So what I want to point out first, out of, I have four points that I'm going to be sharing with you today to help you navigate these tough times in an emotionally healthy way. So the first thing I want to point out about hardships is that you are never alone in your suffering. All of us in this room can relate. I imagine that this saying, just saying that you're not alone in your suffering, isn't going to make you feel better right now, isn't going to make you feel immediately like you can go out and conquer the world. But perhaps you can draw some strength from looking at some examples around you of people who have overcome maybe something similar to what you're going through right now. Maybe there's a book you can read. Maybe there's a movie. Maybe there's something that can inspire you and let you know to hang on, to have hope that God is with you, that people are with you, that you are not alone. In fact, what the Bible wants us to do is to remember that you're part of a community of faith. And as part of a community of faith, we are encouraged in scripture to ask for help, to look for help, to talk to someone. The Bible tells us in Galatians chapter six, verse two, to bear one another's burdens. Unfortunately, this is really hard to live out sometimes because our lives are so busy, because we are so hurried, because we have so many things to do. It's hard to stop and just listen to the person next to us. But this is part of our Christian duty is to be there for those that are hurting among us. The Bible's clear, bear one another's burdens. And it's also clear that when someone else is weeping, we should weep with them. And when someone's rejoicing, we should rejoice with them. We are connected. So what one person's going through, we should all feel it. We should all be part of it because we're a family. We're a community in God. And also important to know is that God is with you every step of the way. 
Psalms 55:22 says, cast your burden on the Lord and he shall sustain you. He shall never permit the righteous to be moved. In other words, he's saying that every single day when you wake up, God has a portion for you, a portion of strength for you. God has promised to sustain you on the journey. No matter what you're going through, you can rely on God to help you. You can rely on God to bring you through. God's promises are true. So what I'd like you to do now is just take a moment to review your life history. I want you to notice the times when God turned something around for you. I think we probably all have a story of a time when God turned something around for us. So as you're thinking about that, I want you to take heart. I want you to, to be encouraged. I want you to gain hope that if God did it once, if he turned something around for you once, he'll do it again. I love this old uh, gospel song where it says, he'll do it again for you. If he did it once, he'll do it again, he'll do it again, he'll do it again. If you've even had one time where God brought you through something difficult and you know that it was God that did it, then please believe with me that he'll do it again. He'll do it again. So the second point I want to make about hardships is that our hardships give us an opportunity to grow. They stretch us. One thing um, I want to share with you that will help bring this point home, I want to give you a little history about myself. When I was 19, I decided to join the United States Air Force. And I went to Lackland Air Force Base in San Antonio, Texas, in the summer. So if you've ever been in the Texas heat, <laughs> in South Texas, you know what I was experiencing. There were also a lot of um, fire ants down there, too. And I have a little story about that as well. But I went through boot camp, and in the middle of the summer, and even now, many years later, I can clearly remember the jumping jacks and push-ups before sunrise, the um, afternoon marches with a large pack anchored on my back, standing at attention until my drill sergeant said those blessed words, at ease, and the dreaded obstacle course that I had to master if I had any hope of graduating. All of these activities and more were meant to help me gain strength and grow. I was being formed into a soldier who could withstand the challenges of war. By the end of six weeks, I had lost 12 pounds. I was looking really good. <laughs> I had more muscle tone, and the best part of it, something I thought I would never be able to do, I could break down and put back together an M16 rifle and fire it. Now, I'm not a person that particularly loves guns or rifles or anything that can shoot someone, but that was a really hard task, and I had to practice it over and over and over again until I got it. I finally got it, and I could not have been more proud of myself. I went through the test of my life, and I made it through. In the same way, our hardships and trials have a purpose too. They're like our boot camp for the spirit. So when you're going through a tough time, remember that these tough times are meant to shape you, to grow you, to turn you into a soldier for God. 
There's a lot of imagery around being a soldier, around warfare in the Bible. God says that he has called us to be his soldier. So without any hardships, without any tests, without any challenges, how do we expect to be able to endure through the hardships and the fiery darts that the enemy throws at us? Without being able to endure the things that we go through, we won't be ready for those fiery tests that come at us. So what I wanna say to you is you are a soldier. Just like I was all those years ago, you are a soldier, and God wants to equip us to fight the good fight of faith. So I'm wondering if you can think of a time when you had a test. Maybe it was a test in school. Maybe it was, the, for me, it was, would be trigonometry. I was terrible in math, absolutely terrible. I, I, I just shuddered every time I had to take a math test. But I remember studying really, really hard and passing actually passing with a C, but I passed, a test in trigonometry. <laughs> That's about the best I could do. <laughs> Somebody else can relate. So, <laughs> But that gave me confidence to know that I could pass another test in trigonometry and that I could actually pass the class and move on. And it's the same way with the tests that we have in the spirit. Once we pass a test, once we've been through something, once we have a badge of courage, we know that if something else comes up, we can get through that too. So the third part, the third point about hardships that I want to talk about is that our tests will reveal and refine our character. One of the things about hardships is that they can do one of two things. They either make us run from God or they make us run to God. It's a choice that we have to make. And it's the foundation that everything else is built upon. Do we have faith in God? The Bible's clear. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So when we run into difficult situations, we have to stand our ground. We have to be strong. We have to know that God is going to be with us. And if our immediate uh, response to hardship is to run away from God, you just need to take a moment and think about that. Think about that. Think about that in the context of all the times that God has brought you through. Don't run from God, run to God. I want you to think about the last time you went through a difficult time or maybe what you're going through right now. I want you to self-assess. Think about, you know, are you pleased with your response? Are you thinking that you're doing really good with this challenge? Do you think that God is pleased with how you're responding? If not, then you have an opportunity right now to turn, to repent, to run towards God, to ask God for strength, to ask God to help you. Christ himself has enlisted us in his army. We are soldiers of the Most High God. 
I, one thing I know about being a soldier is that you can't be derelict in your duty. If you are, you're going to not get out with an honorable discharge. <laughs> we want to all be, get an honorable <laughs> discharge to heaven. Uh, we all want to be looked at as a worthy soldier, and we can't be derelict in our duties. And one way to make sure that we're not is to stay close to God. We need to spend time with God. We need to worship God. We need to pray and spend time in his word. So I want you to take some time to think about that. How are you doing? I've asked myself that this morning. I'm going through a difficult time myself. I've got some health challenges, and I don't always respond to them in the way that I should. Sometimes I find myself mumbling and complaining, and sometimes I find myself falling off track. But it, thankfully, I have my husband who reminds me, you know, how good God is, and he helps me to put into remembrance all the ways that God has blessed us. And I would encourage you, if you're going through a situation where you're feeling like complaining, you're feeling like mumbling, you're feeling like groaning, Take that opportunity to think about something good that God has done for you. Meditate on that. Ruminate on that. Just um, turn it over in your mind over and over and over again. It's the best way to get rid of negative thoughts is to replace it with something good. So the final point that I want to make about hardships is that the hardships have a purpose. They are meant for us to draw closer to God and to bring us to a place of maturity. One of the things that you wanna do as a Christian is to become mature. Um, God is calling us all into a place of maturity. We can't stay baby Christians forever. Um, there's lots of admonition throughout scripture that tells us that when we are doing things that are at a childlike level, we actually should be at a more mature level. But how do you do that? How do you step into a place of maturity? The only way I know it is to spend time with God. The only way I know it is to meditate on his word. The only, time I, the only way I know to do it is to be steadfast and unmovable and stay connected to your community. Um, what you wanna do is make sure that you show up for church, you get involved in church, um, you get involved in your faith community, you make a difference. One of the things that my husband and I have done recently is join a life group. It has been amazing. It has been one of the most amazing things that I've done in a really long time. Going to life group with the same group of people, sharing my prayer requests, having a meal together, seeing the same faces has been such a healing experience for me. And I know that it's helping me to mature, it's helping me to grow in my uh, faith walk. Because when we separate ourselves and we get isolated and we get alone, it's easy for us to get discouraged. Just imagine if you are out in the wild and imagine yourself, you know, um, you're, you're out hunting, but you get separated from your group. 
and a big grizzly bear is coming, <laughs> and you're by yourself. The rest of everybody else, you've kind of gone off by yourself. It's going to be a lot easier for that grizzly bear to get you because when you're with the group, more heads thinking together would make it easier for you to escape. Or at least the bear has more choices. <laughs> so when you're by yourself, it's just easier and you're more vulnerable. So I would say to you, stay close to God, but, but the way you stay close to God is to stay close to the people of God. Stay close to the people of God. Because when we have confidence in God, it's a sign of our maturity. So one of the things that I want to share is that early in my marriage, I, um, I had a pretty tragic loss. My husband and I, we lost twin daughters. They were born too early and um, their lungs weren't developed enough and so they didn't survive. This was probably one of the most challenging times spiritually for me, uh, much more challenging than boot camp ever was. Boot camp was a breeze compared to this. I really was shaken. I really didn't know how I was going to get through it. I really wondered, you know, why God, why would you bless me so tremendously and then rip that blessing away? I just couldn't understand it. So I cried out for an answer. I kept crying out and saying, God, what is this? Why is this happening in my life? And the only thing that I heard was the still small voice, trust me, trust me. So I'm wondering, what's going on in your life that maybe you have to just trust God on? What's going on that maybe you're not going to get the perfect answer for? I know when we're suffering, we want to know why, God, why? What purpose is this? How is this going to change me? And many times we do get that answer. Many times we know it's because we're, we need to grow up or we need to be strengthened in a certain area or our character isn't fully formed in the way that it needs to be. But there are other times where we just suffer, and it seems like there's no reason why. It seems like it makes no sense. And you can cry out and cry out and cry out. And that's when God says, trust me. Just trust me. So I'm wondering, as you're all standing out there, and all sitting out there, you know, what are you crying out to God for? Are you crying out to God? Are you that person that's walked off? Are you alone? Are you feeling like God has given up on you? Are you feeling like you've given up on God? If so, I would encourage you to get connected here at the porch. You know, find a life group, find some friends, um, don't try to do it alone. Don't try to um, be overly independent as our culture wants us to be. Make it a point to connect with someone because as the word says, 
in James, it says, for when your patience is finally in full bloom, then you'll be ready for anything, strong in character, full and complete. I wanna say to you that being mature doesn't mean being perfect. You will still have questions, but what it means is that you've made up your mind. You've decided that I'm not going to leave God no matter what comes my way. Being mature means I know how to reach out to others for help. Being mature knows, means that you know how to uh, seek assistance when you need it from your pastor, maybe from a counselor. Being mature is when you're in a place where you can be an example to others. I was telling you earlier that if you're suffering, look for an example. But I also want to say to you, be an example. Be that example for somebody else. Be transparent. Be willing to tell somebody about what you've gone through and what you've struggled through and how you over overcame. A lot of times we don't want to tell people that we've been through something because we want to appear like everything's okay. But it's in that transparency that we can help others. And that is a true sign of maturity, when you can be transparent and say, yes, I've made mistakes. I've done things that I'm not proud of, but this is how God has brought me through. So right now, what I wanna do is I just wanna say a prayer for you. I really prayed all week, and I just said, God, what do you want me to say to your people? What do you want me to bring forth and over and over, God just kept putting it on my heart, tell them that I love them. Tell them that I see them. Tell them that they're important to me. Tell them to stay connected with one another. Tell them to not give up hope. So that's what I'm going to pray for you right now. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray for your people. I pray for myself. I pray that we would stand strong, that we would hold fast to your unchanging hand, that we would believe you in the deepest, darkest times, that we would know that your light is shining and that if we take one step and then another step, that you will guide us on our path. We wanna thank you, God. We just wanna honor you, God. And we just wanna give you praise because you're so good. Lord, I pray that you would be able to, to help people be able to praise you, even in the hardships that they're facing. Help them to know you in a deeper way. We just give you praise, God, right now. We ask for your presence to hover over this place. We pray that you would heal people right now in the name of Jesus. We pray that you would help people to learn how to dance in the rain. I give you glory and honor. In Jesus' name, amen.